Blog Talk Radio. jam-packed show tonight, so we're going to get right to it. Have you ever wondered what it's like to die or how spirits communicate with the living? Have you ever thought, is there a heaven? What is heaven like? Well, we finally have the answers. 
I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. My life after death is our topic for discussion. It begins on a fateful day when 21-year-old Eric Medhus took his own life. What follows is Eric's moment-by-moment account of his death, transition, and the new life he discovers in the afterlife, told for the very first time in his own words, as channeled by medium Jamie Butler and transcribed by Eric's own mother, Dr. Alyssa Medhus. My guests are Dr. Alyssa Medhus and one of the many mediums who have channeled her son, Eric, Ms. Kim O'Neill, and of course, the man with the answers, Mr. Eric Medhus himself. So Dr. Medhus, a physician and mother of five, has practiced internal medicine in Houston, Texas for over 30 years. After the death of her 20-year-old son, Eric, Dr. Medhus began journaling her grief on her blog, Channeling Eric. She knew that only in helping others could she heal herself. And because of her strong science background, she formally viewed spiritual matters such as the soul's survival of death with with some skepticism. But once Eric began to communicate with family, friends, and blog members, her entire paradigm shifted. After she devoured various books on quantum physics explaining the science behind spirituality, Dr. Medhus is no longer a skeptic. Now, she channels Eric through a medium, asking him questions about death, the afterlife, and so much more. And as her blog members join her in this journey towards spiritual understanding, Eric continues to offer not only his insight as an insider on the other side, but also adds some comic relief with his mischievous pranks. And she shares her journey in her book, My Son in the Afterlife, Conversations from the Other Side. Of course, Eric has authored his own book, my Life After Death, A Memoir from Heaven. That is our topic for discussion today. In addition to her two books about Eric, Dr. Medhus is also the author of three award-winning parenting books, Raising Children Who Think for Themselves, Hearing is Believing, How Words Can Make or Break Our Kids, and Raising Everyday Heroes. The channeler we have on tonight is Ms. Kim O'Neill, voted Houston's top psychic by Houston Press Magazine, and she's hailed as a spiritual lifestyle coach by clients from around the globe and in many diverse walks of life. She provides private sessions, national workshops, online classes, and public speaking at events including the Universal Lightworkers Conference and Edgar Cayce's Association for Research and Enlightenment. Kim has appeared on over 100 radio stations and television programs and has been interviewed in numerous magazines and newspapers. She also writes Ask Kim, a monthly advice column for the Indigo Sun magazine, and she herself has authored quite a few award-winning books. So, hello, Alyssa, Kim, and I'm guessing Eric is here as well, so thank all of you so very much for joining us here at Energy Awareness Radio. Well, Tina, thanks for having me. <laughs> you are quite welcome. And first, Dr. Medhus, I, am, I would like to tell you I am so sorry for your loss. That, that's got to be the most difficult thing that anyone on the planet can go through, and I am so very sorry for your loss. Well, I have to agree with that. There's nothing worse that can happen to a person. And yesterday was his death anniversary, so it was, it was not, uh, not an easy day. But uh, yeah. each year it gets a little easier. So. Yep. Yep. What a fascinating read, I must say. I enjoyed every single word, and, and I have a boatload of questions, but because I have two guests on this plane and another one from the other side, you know, this hasn't happened before. So. It's a first. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, it really is. So because people said, wait a minute, how is he going to be on the show? I said, just wait. You listen. Just you wait. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
there were so many parts that I loved that spoke to me as a sound therapist when he spoke about how the earth makes its own sound. And, and he says, did you know that? And I'm like, yeah, I did. I thought I was crazy because I hear it as music. And I've told people that. And they're like, yeah, really? The earth, the earth sings to you, huh? And I'm like, yeah, it does. And then when he talked about going into the healing centers on the other side and how they heal their energy and balance their energy with sound. And when I am playing my quartz crystal singing balls, and I've seen miraculous things happen. And although I can't guarantee or say to anybody, you know, proof perfect that this person came in with cancer and walked out without it, it sure is interesting that that happened right after they had a session with me. So I, you know, I, I heard all of this about what's going on on the other side with sound. And I thought, mm, many people have said to me, you know, you're ahead of your time. And now I'm thinking maybe I'm just beside my time. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's not really being ahead of time. But he had so many interesting things to tell us. I'm wondering if, he, if he's here already and he wants to, to just speak first, we can certainly do that and then go with the flow. Or would you like me to start asking different questions? How would you two like to work this? Uh, well, and this is Kim. Um, I'm already hearing Eric speaking and and um I like like a number of others uh communicate with Eric and I believe T that uh any of we human beings can communicate not only with our angels but of course with our departed loved ones and so I look at this as a very natural process that anyone can achieve and accomplish with just a little bit of practice so as as I'm sitting here and thrilled to be a part of your wonderful show, I'm hearing Eric talking about you, T, Uh-oh. and wanting Uh-oh. to share some well, right. private information with you. Is that all right with you? Share some private information with me? Yes. Is that what uh, you said? Private meaning about your life. And, um, you know, Eric is a very forthright individual, and he doesn't hold yeah, anything no, back. Yeah, no, I have a book. And it's one of the things that that makes Elisa's book, My Life After Death, Elisa and Eric's book, so amazing. And, you know, you never know what Eric is going to say next. And so it's very stimulating as a channel to be able to communicate with him and, and present his important messages for the world. And he's provided a number of messages uh, to people around the world who have benefited from what he shared and um, I believe that he has actually saved lives by communicating in in a way that allows others to see themselves more for who and what they are and to understand more of this whole process of the earthly plane and the heavenly plane and how spiritual beings communicate with human beings. So he has provided a miraculous viewpoint uh, that really is second to none and T, he is sharing that you are here on the earthly plane in this lifetime to share information with people around the world. And the next step for you, along with this incredible energy awareness show you have, is to write books that others will read. And he's talking about novels. And he says this is a special delivery for you of information and he says writing novels, and he's also talking about you writing some screenplays. And he's really excited, and he says if you like, he will help you write those screenplays. 
Have you sure? Because I wouldn't know how to start. So yes, I've thought actually of writing a book, but mostly it would be a, help, a self-help book. I did not think of novels per se. That to me and seems you, like that would be fiction. And to, you know, it's interesting. He's telling me that that you know you do the show, and that yes, of course you could do a nonfiction. But he's talking about how much more exciting it would be for you to do the nonfiction to create a novel uh, to do uh, fiction rather to create a novel a group of novels that would really be insightful and provocative and help other people grow and learn and kind of share everything you've learned in doing this popular show with others in a way that would be very entertaining for them. And he's talking about you writing novels. So he wanted me to share that with you. Well, tell him thank, well I can tell him. Thank you very much, Eric. And I could use all the help I could get. <laughs> <laughs> and can't we all? We all can't can. we yeah. all, yes. <laughs> and I agree with you, Kim. I believe, too, that we can communicate with others with just a little bit of practice because I think that I have done that a number of times. I wouldn't put out a shingle saying I'm a medium, but I know that when I'm working on people, when I get messages, they have to be delivered, and I can't withhold the information. And uh, even sometimes when I'm not working on people, somebody will just pop into my head, and there'll be something going on, and I'll call someone and say, okay, what about this? And they'll say, yeah, how'd you know? And I'll say, yeah, message from beyond, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I think I, I think that's a one big thing that I have learned since Eric died, is that uh, you know once I was absolutely convinced that he lives on, is that um, you can continue to have a relationship with him. So I think it's really important for all our, your listeners to understand that just because someone you love dies does not mean they are gone. They are the same as they always were. They just don't happen to have a body, and they don't have the yes. the mental illnesses or the physical ailments that used to plague that body in life. And so it's really important to try to continue to have a relationship. They don't want to be forgotten, and there's no right. reason why they shouldn't. No, and you know, it's funny because when I talk to people who, because I've done hospice work, when I talk to people after someone passes, I'll say to them, look, I have a very different viewpoint about death. However, I grieve just like everyone else because you don't see the person in the physical form. But I think that if we all put on a pair of glasses like they give you when you go to a 3D movie, this planet is crowded because they're still here. You just can't see them. That is so true. But yes, that the physical, I do still grieve over that of course you know i miss yeah. his hugs his kisses fussing at him to do his homework or his chores mm. calling him to come down and do his you know uh, eat dinner with us things like that but i just get so much satisfaction knowing that he is an eternal being and um and that he'll always be with me it's just i'm so grateful for that and i want to say because i haven't you know i meant to say this from the beginning Kim O'Neill was Eric's first voice after he passed over. So I'm very grateful to her for the healing that she extended to us because of that. Yeah. Oh, Elisa, thank you so much. It it is such a privilege and an honor for me to to know your family and to have the wonderful opportunity to communicate with him. Um and you know, it, it's interesting as a channel and as a medium, it's a fascinating kind of work, kind of life's work that I've devoted myself to. And there, it's a very emotional kind of work. And I, I marvel over how you and the family have 
rallied together and have reacted to this traumatic event that took place. Elisa, you know, I knew you before as an incredibly strong, courageous individual. And after Eric passed, to see you heal and and rally so you could be of service to so many other people is just awe-inspiring to me and, and, and others, even folks who have read your books and, and who know you literarily, to see the courage that it takes. And now you're, you're out there talking about him and, and honoring his, not only his memory, but his presence, because he is very much still alive, as, as all of our departed loved ones are. So you bring up a wonderful point about, about the soul never dying and the fact that, that, yes, we miss them in the physical, of course, but that they're very much still around us. And, Elisa, I just want to share with you that I think you are the most courageous woman that I've ever known. And I think it's marvelous that you're sharing your story with others because it is inspiring. Oh, shucks. You're going to give me a big and it's head. Helping <laughs> and it's helping others so much. And Eric wrote this book. And, you know, I have to say, I saw his picture. He's a real cutie beauty, But he's funny. I mean, I laughed through this book. He has got, he's got a really good sense of humor. And, you know, I'm thinking that you know he's around because she's done the prank things to you, too. So he's really – and I thought it was hysterical that the woman who he channeled the book through, Jamie Butler, she just didn't like it when he swore. He would drop the F-bomb a number of times. And that's just the way kids talk. And that's okay. You know, it's just a word. So I had to laugh at that because I thought, yeah, it's just a word. I agree with him. And I just found it really amusing the way that he would, he knew it bothered her. So it would just keep dropping the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he has such a mischievous personality and yeah. you truly never know what he's going to say next. And yes, he does use salty language, but you know, as, as a medium what we do is present information exactly as we hear it. Well, this is my philosophy. It's important to present information exactly as we hear it, along with all of the language that's used. And whether I'm channeling Eric or somebody's Uncle Marvin or somebody's, you know, departed hubby, it's the language that they use that really confirms that it's truly them and that's what we can, you know, take to heart and and say to ourselves, okay, I know that's him or I know that's her because that's the way they used to talk and that's the language they used to use and that's the phraseology that they used to always talk about. And and sometimes before I conduct a session, someone will say, well, how do I know that it's really my dad or my mom or my husband mm. or my wife or my child? And I say to them, well, as we talk they are going to share information with you you can ask them questions and what they say is going to confirm that it's really them so it's this whole process is really miraculous it's incredible it is and it's funny because a lot of people think well if you're spiritual you must not swear really because that has nothing to do with it it's just language and the fact that you know heaven is oh holy and angelic i have to tell you when I'm mad at what's going on in my life and I'm looking for an angel to do whatever it is, <laughs> remove stickers from something because they won't come off, I'll be like, yo, sticker <laughs> angels, help me with this. Or, you know, come on, contact lens angel. I can't get it in right this morning. You know, and I just talk the way I always do because that's how they will understand me and I understand.
understand them. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, holy one who's up in heaven. There is no up in heaven. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, I yeah, got that's it. Interesting. I got Eric, I is, <laughs> Eric is definitely not one of those who starts yeah. out uh, in a session, welcome, my dear one. No, yeah. he is not like that. <laughs> and, you know, he, what he says about his cursing, he um, – he says that you know, words are just a string of letters. They get their, their power from the intent behind them, and his is just so benevolent and pure. And the reason he you know, throws in an F-bomb here or there is because he wants to be approachable to people. He wants to be on their level. He wants, them to, he wants to have a humanist that they can relate to. And he and does. Elisa, I, I also get the um, definite feeling that – He's going to be Eric, whether he's on earth in a physical mm-hmm. body or he is in heaven in spirit without the physical body. He's Eric, and so he's going to be very authentic and genuine regardless of whether he's got a physical body or not. And it's that's part of what makes it so um, <laughs> fun, if you will, and, and, you know, because he can be so irreverent and, and it it clearly – demonstrates that he's going to be true to himself and he learned that from you as a mom with yeah. the way that you mentor your children. Absolutely. That's, that comes across very clear. Yeah. You know, to be true to himself and be his authentic self. And that, that is to be commended. Mm. You know, I've channeled um, for almost 29 years and I communicate with guardian angels and sometimes they'll use salty language and T when you were just talking about that you were just sharing that story about you know you asking for angelic help I've got a a funny little story there's a um, one of my clients uh, came to one of my angel workshops and and she stood up and she shared this this story about her husband having just had passed away and so she was she wanted to learn how to communicate with him but also communicate with her angels so I got an email from her about two weeks after that and she said Kim you know, you told me that I have 54 guardian angels, and so with my husband gone, I'm the one who's got to take care of anything that goes wrong at home, like plumbing problems and lighting problems. And, and she said that she really tries to do a lot of it herself, and not that her husband was this incredible handyman, but that she really wanted to be able to be independent and, and do things on her own without always having to call somebody. And she said one night the commode was not working correctly, and so she got the tools out, and she's working on it, and she got sopping wet. And finally she put the, the, the tool down she was using, and she said, really, there's 54 of you and not one assigned to plumbing? So, <laughs> and then she said in her email that after, after she, she made that comment, all of a sudden it, it – telepathically it just popped in her mind what to do next Uh she did it and she fixed the commode so it's it's this this process for all of us learning about our angels around us and our departed loved ones is a process that goes on day by day so the key is to have faith in in the fact that we can communicate with them and that they're communicating with us and to trust trust in our ability to hear them and I believe it's it's sort of a God-given right that we have this ability to discern what angels and our departed loved ones are, are communicating. Well, and as you said, they don't want to be forgotten. And for me, I think, okay, you know, nobody ever, a lot of people don't ask. They don't realize that they can ask. And my feeling is because of that, there's an 
incredibly high unemployment rate on the other side. They're just sitting there waiting to be asked. I'm going to start <laughs> giving out jobs. You know, I mean, seriously, you know, they want they want the information. They want to know how we can help you, and that's wonderful. And you did speak about um, the fact that. You know, he is over there and he's trying to help a number of people. And you did say, uh, you said something about um, when he was on the physical plane. Okay, so when he was here on the physical plane and, and then he left, he met Jillian. Jillian is what I would refer to as his soulmate. And, and actually, Dr. Alyssa, I kind of look at her like you're, uh, you're her, her, her mother-in-law, sort of, because they're definitely together. You know, he, he, there's this merging of the communing of these two souls and I'm wondering, mm. has he ever been in the physical plane with her? Did they incarnate together? Were they married at, in another life? Does he mention anything like that? Has he ever gone down that road and talked about that? No, I don't really think, uh, I don't remember him ever saying that, we could ask Eric, of course, uh, saying yeah. that they were together. Uh, he, he hates to talk to me about Jillian. He, oh. What he does, every time, every time she comes up as a topic, he takes his baseball cap and, and covers his face with it, and oh. says, I can't talk like this in front of my mom about this, you know. Oh. But Eric, so uh, let's ask him, have you been with Jillian before? Um, he, and and I'm uh, teasing him and saying, oh, but you use all kind of salty language around your mom, and you wouldn't talk about Jillian, so I'm kind of teasing him back. Um, yeah. What I'm hearing from him is that, in all seriousness, they've had a number of prior lifetimes on the earthly plane, and this is, I this is uh, for your viewers who who are wondering, your your listeners rather, who are wondering what is she talking about? This this uh, follows the the theory of reincarnation, where where souls keep coming back to the earthly plane over and over with the same groups of people, and. He's, Eric is talking about having been with Jillian in a number of past lifetimes um, as a married couple, as a mm. couple that um, had a romantic soulmate relationship, and they've had many, many past lifetimes together. They have a uh, this incredible history with one another. So this is a very special relationship. And, you know, when I got that from the book, and I thought – I wanted to bring it up, not to be nosy and, and talk about anything he didn't want to talk about in front of his mom, but to let people know that you do share something in a way of love, and there is a special someone, even if you don't meet them in this lifetime, when you pass, that might might not have been in this lifetime for you to be with that person, but you will find them on the other side, and your souls will merge, and he describes it so beautifully. It, it makes you realize that there is no love is different, but love is forever. Love is all there is. We are love. We're made from the source of love, so we go back to love. I believe that. And there's the other person that when he talks about communing with her, it was such a deep, deep, intimate thing. And it wasn't a sexual, but it was a deep, intimate thing. And I just wanted people to know that there is that there. It's not like you lose something from this side. Does, does this make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, he says that vulnerability is something very special over there. And, you know, when you merge with uh, the energy field of another entity there, another spirit, you know everything about them. There are no secrets there. And it's it's just very touching and sweet and open yeah. there. There's no yeah. secret. There's no game playing. It's a truth. It's it's the it's the only truth. 
that two that it's just the two souls having a full truth, and I think that's beautiful. Well put, well put. And it's interesting that, on the earthly plane as human beings, we have. We have our soul, of course, inside our human bodies. And then we also have a brain. We've got an ego. And so mm. our relationships here are fraught with and influenced by the issues that we have and the work that we're supposed to be doing. And and so when we pass and we go back to heaven, we interact with, with all the other souls. I call it on a soul level, which means it's at the highest level of our being. Some people call that our higher self. And so as Elisa just mentioned, um, there is no game playing. There's there's no, um, uh, you know, false interactions. And we celebrate each other and we celebrate um, the universe and and we support one another and help one another. So ha- that that's one of the things that makes heaven a little bit different than the earthly plane. And and by being able to channel spirits like Eric, it really shines a light on the earthly plane to make it um, a better place than it was yesterday. And he's going to make it a better place, you know, tomorrow and the next day. So all of the communicating the communication we have with our guardian angels and our departed loved ones really shines a light on the earthly plane and makes it a much more loving, uh, supportive, nurturing place. Now, when we're when we incarnate as humans, we come here to learn lessons. As, as far as I know, <laughs> I mean, this is my belief. You know, I've heard it from other mediums that you know you come here to learn lessons and then to go back to the to source and and maybe have another life here, many incarnations or other dimensions. And yet, the people in the afterlife, you know, the people like Eric and other people over on the other side, they seem to be so interested in in us and and live are the living people on the earth why are they so interested or invested in what it is that we are doing when they shouldn't they be carrying on with what they need to do for their soul's purpose don't they have like a a job (laughs) well i mean eric's job is to uh to be interested in humans his job is uh being a spirit guide and he says those are pretty common like taxi cabs in new york so i thought that was kind of funny Mm -hmm. but uh, he, he he nudges and influences humans to find their path, find their way. And so, of mm-hmm. course, he's interested in them. The really interesting thing that I learned in the book um, was that he can split himself off infinitely and therefore yes. help just thousands of people all across the globe at the same time. And there is no time, which makes it very special, too. There's no time, truly. Einstein said that uh, that time is really a linear time is a human construct. Mm-hmm. So really, we are living all our lives, past, present, and future, right now. Yes. Yes, that's absolutely true. If you study quantum physics or quantum mechanics, that's absolutely the theory that's out there, and I believe it completely. And when I work on people in a healing capacity, I figure, why should I work on just this one person? I'll work on every incarnation of this soul's entity across all time, space, dimension, and reality. And that covers all the yeah, yeah, because when you're working on one person, that uh, the life I'm living right now, you can't tell me it's not influencing the other lives as those are influencing mine. So why would you just work on this one? Do the healing for all and, and see mm. how the vibration can be lifted. And it's interesting because, I mean, I loved the way that he spoke about, you know, how he could split himself off and help 
many, 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 many other people. And we do, or some people do call on, I've called on relatives who have passed to, you know, give me a little bit of help here. Cut me some slack. Help me see this. And sometimes I don't, but that's because I'm in a rut and I can't see the forest for the trees. Whereas he kind of tells us he'll like whisper in someone's ear and give them just the information in a way that they understand it, that they need, so they can process it to move on. We have to be open to that. We have to allow that. If we're going to ask for help, we have to allow for the help to come through. And, T, that's a wonderful point because so many times we are absolutely being bombarded with help, with information, yep. with messages, with with signs, mm. with direction, with guidance, and we ignore it or we don't look at it that way. So that's a very important um, acknowledgement that we can wake up every day and we can say to ourselves, today is going to be a life-changing day. We don't have to know how. We don't have to know why. We don't have to know where, when. But as we go through the day, if we can become more aware of, number one, uh, for example, all of the things that pop into our mind, I believe that having channeled all these years, that that maybe 80, 85% of everything that goes on intellectually is really telepathy. It's really a, a direct communication between our departed loved ones or our guardian angels. And we tend to chalk it up to, well, I'm talking to myself and I talk to myself all the time. But if I'm talking to myself, how did I know not to take that certain road home that ended up being flooded? Mm-hmm. Or how did I know that, you know, I, Aunt Minerva popped in my mind, and then suddenly she called on the phone, and we haven't talked for five years. So we're being bombarded with information all the time. The key is to become a little more aware of how it's presented and why. Yes, energy awareness radio, that's what we try to put across, is if you, if you live in a state of awareness, you know, the more aware you become, the more you become aware. That's like one of my lines. <laughs> I tell mm. people it's so true. You just need to be aware. And And really, if you're walking out the door in a rush and all of a sudden something hits you like, I shouldn't leave now, listen to that and don't leave right now. Stay just a few minutes until it passes and then ask the question, can I leave now? And if you don't get a no, leave. Because maybe you're being saved from something and maybe you'll get to someplace more quickly because something will come up and you'll be routed in a different direction. It all depends. But if we we maintain that awareness, we're giving signs all the time. We just need to maintain that awareness so that we can receive them. And I think sometimes well, people don't do that. That's so true. And, you know, as humans, what we do, and, and this is from Eric, uh, we think first. And then yeah. uh, so we have a thought, and then that creates an emotion, and that emotion creates some sort of um, reaction or choice. But Eric keeps saying and preaching, you need to feel first and yes. think second. Be aware of your feelings, your intuition, and let that produce a thought, and let that thought produce the choice or reaction. Mm-hmm. You go with your heart because the magnetic field of your heart is about 50 times larger than the magnetic field of the brain. Go with your heart. The feeling is what will make things happen. When you go with the logic, and we do it because we're human, and that's how we were taught. That's how we're educated. Go with the logic. Go with your brain. Think, 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 think. If you think it 
too much, it's not, you're not going to get it right. You need to go with that, that whole gut reaction thing is a, is a reality. That's really what you need to do. I loved that part because he was driving that point home, and I thought, oh, I just love the way he's writing this book. He did such a great job with all of that. One of the other things he talked about that was fascinating to me were the, uh, the vortices on Earth. And he was talking about how each of the, there are so many different vortexes that are on the Earth, and you know, I read that part and I thought, wow, okay, this is kind of crazy. I built a labyrinth in, on my property. And oh, the people from the World Labyrinth Society came to the very first event I had, which was the 10th anniversary of 9-11. And when I built the labyrinth, I went online, I chose a labyrinth, and a friend and I went to Battery Park and we saw the labyrinth in New York City in Battery Park that was built for those who uh, were grieving loved ones, okay? And I came home and picked I wanted a seven-circuit labyrinth, and so I said, okay, I'll pick this one, and I built it. I didn't know it was the same one that was in Battery Park because when I got to one point, you couldn't go anywhere. I was blocked off, and I thought, why am I blocked off? And I realized, oh, my gosh, this is where the tree was that they had to go around in Battery Park. So it ended up being a place where I could put a stone that said intend, and I thought, okay, that's going to be the start of the labyrinth, and I I worked it from there, and the people from the World Labyrinth Society came to this event that I had. It was yoga and crystal bowls, and, and then they walked the labyrinth. And one of them came out and said, look, I don't know what the hell you did, but that is one strong vortex of energy you've got going on in there. It was very mm. funny that she said that. And I have people who come out of there crying, and they'll tell me, I've been, I don't cry. I'm just crying. It's okay. It's a good cry. It's just very strange. And my husband is not into any of this. And when I was looking for the place to build the labyrinth, I walked outside and I was like, okay, Gaia, where do you want me to put it? And I kept going to this one portion of the yard. We live in a lake and a bunch of reeds are there. And reed roots are very difficult to pull out. They go to China, you you know, they're just so deep (laughs) and so strong. And then that spring, he said to me, he was looking out the bathroom window and he said, hey, you know that thing you want to build? And I said, what thing? It was a thing in the yard. And I said, a labyrinth? And he said, yeah. I said, yeah. He says, look out the window. I think you're being told. I think that's a sign. And I said, Oh, my God, all the reeds were like in a circle woven like a crop circle. And I knew wow. that's where I need to put. Yeah. So I think I have my own vortex. And Eric can go there anytime he wants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he tell how me. he described how wonderful it is to sit there and, uh, and, and bathe in that vortex. I will not give anything away, but it's a really funny uh, paragraph there, how he describes it. As only Eric can describe. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he does such a good job with that, you know, and it just brought up so many different things. I just, um, I love that he got so detailed about things because then you know it's validating everything. You know, and I he, think it's really important for us to know what death is like. I mean, it seems like, you know, once somebody dies or once, you know, we think about ourselves dying, that's it. Nothing, you know, the pe- people have no idea what happens afterwards. But this book is so detailed. It gives mm-hmm. so many details about what death is like, about what heaven is like and what it has, about the life of a spirit, that the mystery is all but gone, and it sort of demystifies death. And, and you know, we've got, what, 73 million boob, uh, baby boomers who are grappling with their own mortality now. So this is a very, very important subject now. Yes. I agree. And it and you're right, it shows that life goes on just without the body and, and that you can help people. I know, and I'm sure Eric knows too, that he has helped you, Elisa, as his mom. Mm, yeah, he has. I mean, you, you, yeah, 
you feel that. Oh, absolutely. You know, he yeah. we communicate on a regular basis and it really helps. But of course still that's missing the physical that that missing the physical yeah. part. But I tell you just transcribing you know a lot of things have healed me in this in the last well now 6 years yesterday. And of course one is all the hard evidence, all the pranks, all the really <laughs> indisputable things that have happened that uh, that suggest that he lives on. And second, learning that I can continue to have a relationship with him, and I do. But third, I think the thing that healed me the most was transcribing his memoir because now I know mm. so much more. I know how he's doing, and he's doing great. I know what his new home is like, and I know what his life as a spirit is like, and I cannot tell you how comforting that is for me. Now it's almost like I just I don't grieve over him anymore. I mean, I can actually get out of bed in the morning. I, I don't. It's more like I just miss him, you know, T Love. Yes. It's like yes. he's on some study abroad program, and you know, he's. I know he's going to come back with all his dirty laundry eventually. <laughs> so uh, it, it's like that kind of feeling. So I've been transformed a great deal. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and, and he taught us a lot, too, as humans. Um, one of the things that hit me the strongest was that all living creatures, every single living creature, whether you're a human, a plant, an insect, an animal, we all matter, and they all pass over. And he gets to see, for instance, when insects pass over and how they, they come in part. all sparkly. And like, me, too. It was like sparkly and blingy and, and that they feel, too, and that a plant feels, too. And when he says, you know, just because of this plant, it's like, ah, I'll get another one. Really? No. You have to, I think, being, you know, somewhat of a gardener, it is important to me to not lose plants. It's important to me to nurture them and nurture them. And you know when you have an annual, it's going to pass away. You don't cry like it's your pet, but you still like, oh, yeah, that was beautiful while it happened. And I don't I don't say, oh, well, I'll just go get another one. I just like, oh, okay, you know, it's time is up. There's a, there is that little feeling there. But when he, when he talked about that, it was such a beautiful way that he put it. And I thought, okay, I'm not crazy thinking, oh, it's sad that the plant died. <laughs> you know, well, you know it's, he validated it's like, a lot for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that he validates the fact that we are all one. We're all mm-hmm. life forces. We're just one beautiful collect- collective. And uh, we need to treat each other and every life form, you know, in, in a manner that we would want to be treated because, you know, if we hurt a plant, we hurt the collective, we hurt ourselves, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, now Lisa, that's, the, that's a, oh, I'm sorry, that's that's a really I'm good going. point. And I, I believe that, that we come here on earth for these lifetimes not only to – to work through certain issues and evolve, but also to make the earth a better place than how we found it. And mm, so yeah. what Eric embodies is that energy and that, that reminding us and, and uh, uh, reassuring us that all of our lives here on the earthly plane have a purpose and that today, you know, what I take away so much from this book is the fact that every human life is really important and we need to remember that we're all here for such a short time. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years, it could be 120 years, but we all have a distinct purpose. We all have importance and we all have this 
purpose that we need to achieve. So it's not only evolving, but it's contributing based on our individual gifts, talents, and abilities. And Eric did that when he was here, and he's doing it even more now in spirit. And he's found his 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 gifts, and I'm certain there's many more he's going to be discovering, if that's possible. And he'll continue to share those on the earthly plane. And and I'm hearing, Elisa, that he wants to write other books with you, of course. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have it in me. Please be gentle, Eric. Please. Don't <laughs> oh. worry. He's just going to tell you what to type. <laughs> there we go. Well, you know, this was not an easy book to type, I mean, to transcribe, because, well, you read, obviously, the, the chapter on his death. I learned things. Mm-hmm that I didn't really want to know. Uh, He shared a lot of graphic details about his death. So there were points in the process where I just didn't want to go on with the project and I almost quit. But Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, I got to do this for Eric. I I have to be strong. And, uh, and so, you know, it's a very emotional thing for me. This really is not, so easy you know it really isn't the 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 only difference is that you've gone through all that and now that the information's out there he probably won't repeat that to you and it wouldn't be it would be something totally different that wouldn't be as much of a hardship exactly. is that possible yeah exactly That's because what you've got all of it yeah yeah i'm i'm hearing elisa that what he wants to share next are going to be books about uh, forecasting. He's calling it forecasting rather than prophecies about things okay. he sees that are going to be taking place or likely to take place on the earthly plane. So, my gosh, those are going to be fascinating. You're going to be one busy gal. Mm, yeah, I can't wait. I'll have you back. That'll be good. Because, I, I mean, I read the whole book. I read everybody's book in its entirety. I don't just pick and choose. I read the whole thing. And this one I couldn't put down. I, I think I read it in one sitting. I was like, this is fascinating. <laughs> it's true. A, a lot of people say that. They cannot put this yeah. uh, book down. And if you read the reviews on Amazon, it's just amazing. This has changed my life. Best book on the subject. Best book I've ever read. Some people have even mm-hmm. wrote, uh, you know, written that. So I'm so proud of you, Eric. You know, I'm yeah. so oh, yeah. proud of you. You should be very proud of him. And he knows that, I'm sure, you know, and, and he's going through you because you're his mom and he loves you, you know, and, and I just think the whole process is beautiful that you were the one that was able to write the book. In his words, he wrote the book and you were able, the one that able to transcribe it. So it's really, it, to me, it just is a culmination of a lot of different things, healing for you, healing for him. He has to heal too from the other side, I would think. You're so right. Absolutely, and I'm hearing from him that um, there's such a soul bond between he and and his mom and Elisa that there would be nobody else who would have who he would have shared this book with, and um, he's I hear him laughing, and he's talking about all these other plants he's got for you, mom, and oh God. he says <laughs> it's. He says it's a good thing you have so many more years to live on the earth and play because there's there's going to be a lot of messages he wants to share, and he trusts you. And he says he laughs. He says you're a good secretary. I know. (laughs) Well, you know sometimes sometimes when I type uh, the sessions, (laughs) it's like my my uh, fingers are like chicken drumsticks, you know, trying to clack on the keyboard. But 
I try. Elisa, when you do, you don't just try, you actually do. (laughs) Yeah. Elisa, when he comes around me and and he says, you know, we're going to do this. This radio show tonight, and he's, he's all excited. I get absolutely consumed with goosebumps. Do you get that sensation from his Oh, his that is How the main you... way. The main way he communicates with me is these intense goosebumps. Actually, they're almost painful. They're not painful, but one step below painful. And, um, it's you know, like yesterday, I was having a really hard time around 1 o'clock when uh, I, I knew that was the time six years ago that he pulled the trigger. Ten after one, mm-hmm. and uh, I was absolutely consumed by these goosebumps all over my body, and I knew it was him hugging me. It was a very magical, poignant moment. Yeah, wow, wow. That it, you got. You, maybe you should just say to him, "Can you do it?" But not with pain. <laughs> no, it's not painful, but it's very intense. Not the usual. Yeah physiological goosebumps that I as a doctor you understand, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's right. different. It's very regional, very localized. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it, it makes no sense physiologically, basically. So it's all mm-hmm. paranormal. I kind of look at it as electrical energy and it's fascinating mm-hmm. um, T and Elisa because, you know, five days a week I, I work as, as a channel, as a medium, and so I spend all day talking with and communicating with angels and with departed loved ones. And I was thinking it was so amazing because the goosebumps that I get from Eric are like no one else. They are so separate and apart. They are so strong and vivid and unmistakable. He sure knows how to convey electrical energy. And he's thinking about the book. Yes, and he states in the book he talks about electrical energy and trying to get people's attention through that type of circuitry. Whew. Um, it, you know? it would be, I would imagine, very difficult to try and ignore him. Oh, mm. oh yeah, he was like that in life, too. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that he's on the other side, and he talks to us about heaven and what heaven is like and the different people he met you know, when he first transitioned and the process that he had to go through. Has he ever stated whether there is a hell? Because I do not believe that our maker would ever, a good parent is always very forgiving of their children and would never put them into a hell place. I cannot believe that the source of our being would do that. So I don't believe in hell for that reason. Does he state whether there is a hell or not? Yeah, he says there is no hell. Now, you know, the the transition that we that we go through and the afterlife that we have is actually created from the belief system we have when we're alive. So if you think that you're going to go to hell, you're actually going to create a reality that's very similar to hell, only it's not really hell. And only until you ask for help do you get pulled out of that. But there is no hell because Hell would would suggest a separation from God. Everything Uh is God, God's source, all that is. Everything is light. Everything is love. And, you know, the, I had to put in quotation marks, the negative or the evil, that is just, uh, you know, the lower end of the spectrum of light. But it's all light. It's all love. 
I know that's hard right. to understand, but if people go to the blog, you know, and look through the archives and uh, use certain key words to to um, to search, then you'll you'll understand more about good and evil, positive, negative, uh, and um, and the fact that hell does not really exist. Right, and it's funny because that you should mention that because people, I'll say to people, there really is nothing right or wrong it is just what it is and everything that has ever happened had to go down the way that it went in order for humanity to come to where it is right now and people will say okay but what about like osama bin laden or hitler it's like okay we might not like that but you have to realize that they just vibrated at a very different level and that doesn't mean it's right or wrong or we're right or we're better. It's just the way that it is. It's really hard to explain this to people. <laughs> it's very it really difficult is to because, you know, we, we want to compare and contrast. We want to sort. Mm-hmm. We want to label. That's a very human thing. And, uh, and so to imagine that a child abuser, you know, yes. the, how can you say that's not wrong? Well, there is, in, in you know, from the human perspective, we understand that that's wrong. But spirits like Eric see it differently. They see it as a lesson. You know, mm-hmm. nothing is right or wrong. Everything is a lesson. And, um, you know, a, a lesson to be embraced and to grow from. Right. Because we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have the lessons in each one of us. You know, the things that are the worst things that we have to go through are our greatest teachers. And that's where we grow the most. And that's where we, you know, we, we rise up from the ashes if, as it were, you know, to, to something better because of what we came from and what we learned. And, and the growth is hard. It might hurt. It might be painful. But we get through it. And, and that's why. That's why you had to go through that. So is it right or is it wrong? It's still really hard for people to understand. They just can't really grasp it right now at this time. And that makes sense, but books like this will help with that. And he did explain so. things like that in a, in a great way. So I was like, oh, I'm glad to see that somebody's putting this in a format that's easy for people to understand. So hopefully, you know, the more people that will read it will get it. Because what that does is it, it, it creates less judgment and less criticism. And if we all just judged less and didn't criticize and didn't roll our eyes There'll at people. There will be more and, love. That is so yeah. true to love. There will be more love. Now, Eric um, talks about the human experience a lot, and we need the duality, okay? In yeah. order to understand hot, we have to experience cold, okay? There mm-hmm. where he is, you can get the concept of, of cold, but you have to have the experiential component to really totally understand it. And he uses the brownie analogy. I love this, but it always makes me kind of hungry for a brownie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, basically what he says is that there where he is, they can, you know, look at a picture of a brownie, read the recipe, and kind of get it. You know, that's what a brownie's mm-hmm. like. But you have to come to earth. You have to mix up, read the recipe, mix up all the ingredients, get batter all over your hair in my case. You have to (laughs) put it in the pan, stick it in the oven, burn some fingers sometimes, as I have done, Mm -hmm. and uh, take it out, cool it off, and frost it, and then you take a bite. That's when you truly know what a brownie is. So that's what the human experience is about. It's about duality. It's about the joy and the pain. Sure, because it's kind of like the the children that are never – 
they never have the opportunity to lose. And, and sometimes I have a problem with this when children go to, you know, three or four or five-year-olds go to a birthday party and everybody gets a gift, not a favor. They get a real gift. You know what? It's not your birthday. The birthday kid gets the gift. You get the favor. But people are, are trying to make everything so equal. And then nobody knows what it feels like to be on the other side of um, not getting so you can't be as grateful for the gift you got and the expectation of my birthday is coming or Christmas is coming or Hanukkah is coming or whatever it is. And they don't have that duality. They can't, they, they don't get the excitement that I think a lot of other people who are older get. And, and you have to be able to experience, you know, the good and the bad. So you know how good the good is when you have it and you know the bad because the only constant is change. You know the bad's going to get good. You also know the good's probably going to get a little rough sometimes, but the higher up that you go to, to have that gratitude and, and know that this is a good thing, the better off you're going to be, the easier it is to get through the challenges. Children aren't learning that now because parents just, quite frankly, a lot of them just want to be friends. And you can't be a kid's well, friend. Sorry, it just doesn't cut it. You know, you got, you got to be the parent. And, you know, and, and so I think I the duality... I totally like, agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Eric says that... We are here to remember that we are love and to remember mm-hmm. how to love. And sometimes in order to understand every facet of, of love, you had to experience some pain. For example, as spirits, we might uh, collude with one another. Uh, you know, we might go up to our other spirit buddy and say, hey, dude, look, I want to learn about uh, forgiveness. So can you get together with me in this incarnation this next incarnation and betray me. Oh. So you had to experience yep. betrayal in order to understand that very important facet of love called forgiveness. Right. And that's something people have difficulty with because I'll say to people, we chose everything that's going on with us. And they'll say, no, I didn't choose this. And I'll say, yes, you did. You, you cut a deal with somebody before you got here mm-hmm. and you said, I want to learn this. And they said, I'll help you with that. Now, you didn't remember. You, it was all, yay, you're my friend. I'll help you with that. Then you come here. You dislike the person. They're miserable and mean to you, but you learned a great lesson. They helped you. They just didn't tell you how they were going to help you, but you learned the lesson you wanted to learn. So, therefore. So true. <laughs> yeah. It's and funny. it's true. It's re- so when someone treats you really badly and we grow through adversity, typically on the earthly plane. So when someone has been um a, a fantastic teacher for us because we've had a traumatic or a difficult or a miserable or dysfunctional relationship actually what that person has done is completely rise to the occasion for us mm. and do exactly what we wanted and what we needed because typically you know in every relationship there's a student there's a teacher and sometimes both mm-hmm. so. yes yes and that is so true it, yeah. for example in in my life i when my sisters and i were abused severely to the point of running away, becoming homeless to escape, et cetera. I can tell you stories. But, you know, I'm so grateful for that experience because I have become more assertive and more compassionate because of that. And I don't yes. think I would have been the person I am today had it not been for that adversity. And Eric talks about this. Look at adversity. Embrace it. Be grateful for it. Seek the lesson in it. And then... When you are able to do that, you can let go of it, and your suffering ends. But you need to learn it because some people, the reason why they'll say, why does this keep happening to me? Because you're not letting go and learning it. You're just mm-hmm. not. You're not getting exactly. it. You need to get it. 
Yeah, and I, I think that can just happen. I mean, that's a pattern, and you need to break that pattern. I cannot believe we're at the top of the hour. I could talk to all three of you, you know, for hours on end. Does Eric have any final things that he'd like to say before we go off? He says what he wants listeners to remember is that they are who they are. They just have to find out who that is and to be that and to have faith that they're here for a reason. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much. Thank you, all three of you, for being here this evening. Uh, you know, before we go, would you tell our listeners how they can learn more about uh, both of you and where they can purchase your book, My Life After Death, A Memoir from Heaven? Well, of course, um, the book is available everywhere, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, most brick-and-mortar uh, bookstores, etc. cetera. Um, when you buy it, the book, believe me, he will probably prank you. It's never scary, though. <laughs> it's always funny. But a lot of the new readers have noticed that he comes by and does <laughs> things that defy explanation. I think he did that with me. Because I got the book in the mail, and I started to read it, and then I had to put it down. And then I started to read it again, and I was looking for something, and I couldn't find it. And I said, I know I put it there. I know it was there. And I said, oh, okay, Eric, things all I know the time you're pulling, people. This, yeah, you're pulling this on <laughs> yeah. me, aren't you? Don't, and, and I said, don't F with me. I'm not going to play this game. I need to get through this to make this a really good show. And next thing you know, there it was. And I said, I, I know it was there. Thank you very much. So I tell, I, because I thought he understands this language, I will speak his language. I speak the language that they speak to me. Good for you, girl. And T, probably the best is yet to come when it comes to Eric interacting with you. Oh, good. Well, thank you for that. That's very interesting. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Elisa, um, Kim, thank you so much for being on air. This was this was a wonderful, wonderful show. It was so enlightening, and I can't wait to hear future books that you, I know you'll be putting out. And uh, I'd Kim love to have you back. Kim has some Kim has some wonderful books that, you know, if you really want to learn how to communicate with your angels or your departed loved ones, she is the go-to gal. Uh, you know, she's got some wonderful books and some wonderful uh, uh, workshops, et cetera. Kim, do you want to share anything with, with them? Yes, please tell us the website so that people can go because you have some wonderful workshops coming up. I do. Uh, I travel around the country, and although I conduct private sessions – um, all week long, I love to teach other people how they can build their own ability, and it's very simple, and, and I think it's it's fairly easy. So um, my website is kimoneillpsychic.com, and O'Neill is spelled O-N-E-I-L-L. So it's kimoneillpsychic.com, and I've, I've got everything there, um, all the information about my books and my workshops and my sessions and, and everything. So, oh, I also have a monthly giveaway of a half-hour private telephone session, and all folks have to do is register for it, and it's completely free. And um, and I pick a, um, a winner every single month of Conduct the Drawing. So I'd love the opportunity to uh, channel for your listeners. Oh, absolutely. Everybody go there and do that. Let's see who wins. I hope it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and please go 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 check out go check out Eric's blog, Channeling Eric, but Eric oh is God. is spelled with a K. Try to start from the very beginning and go through the archives because there's a lot of information there that can be life changing. 
there is a lot of information. I did not read word for word all of it, but I perused it after I read the book, and it is phenomenal. Channeling Eric, check out that blog. It is a wonderful. It's wonderful, and in you know, do it either before or after you get the book. You're going to be blown away because there's so much information there. So, listeners. We need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. And we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life that we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tool to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. Again, thank you so very much for taking time to be here on Energy Awareness Radio. Very, very much appreciated. All of you. <laughs> Thank you, T. Love. You are, you are an amazing host, and I really appreciate you. And I'm really grateful for what you do to spread awareness and consciousness well, to the world. Thank you. Thank you for Absolutely. that. It's, and it was it was lovely to be here. And and thank you so much. And um, Elisa, I I second that. Um, T. You're very articulate, and and very insightful. And it, it was just. It's just mm-hmm. wonderful. You're you're acting as sort of a guardian angel in human form. Mm. Oh, that's that is really so nice. True. Thank you. You'll make me cry. <laughs> thank you so much. Wow. Well, on behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archived list of past shows, a lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including tomorrow night's Lakeside, Crystal Singing Bowl Concert, and Candlelit Labyrinth Walk. It's going to be a beautiful night. So if you're in the tri-state area, Stop by. It's only $30, and every single penny goes to the scholarship fund So for the Sussex County Chamber of Commerce. So feel free to, to come on down. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
everything that I had, I could smile and somehow still be glad and say thank you, thank you. Cause life is joy, life is pain, but the prayer of my heart will never change. I'll say thank you, oh I'll say thank you.
It's not a hand. 